Good morning, everyone. Thanks for, thanks for showing up. I am going to continue our discussion of this koan that Ame so graciously um, offered me. Um, I suspect that there'll be additional talks on this koan and something totally unexpected. I never thought that I would become as preoccupied uh, with a koan as I have been. So I, uh, again, thank you, Ame, for giving me this gift. And um, I also notice that my involvement with these teachings uh, and staying with the koan is a way of honoring uh, the profound nature of our practice and the teachings that have been passed on for millennia. Um, one of the precepts is not to disparage or demean or abuse the Buddha, the Dharma and the Sangha. And I'm just really beginning to understand after all these years, what that precept is about. And to stay with this koan and not dismiss it too easily is a way of honoring the teachings um, and, not, and not just kind of, okay, I got that. <laughs> you know, I've been there, done that. Um, I've, I've mastered this and I'm on my way. So um, my, my interest in continuing to explore this koan is, is also a way not just of expressing my gratitude to Ame and to all of you, because unless I were giving talks like this, I might not really explore as deeply as I have to when I try to express these teachings and transmit them uh, to you. So um, just a little uh, prelude to why we stay with the teachings, why there's always something more, there's something deeper, there's something that you can continue to uh, dig into and find insights, find nourishment. So I'd like to go back to the koan with two stories about lost keys. And I suspect that many of us have lost our keys at one time or another in our lives. But the first one is one that uh, is, I have used before and it, can, it centers around uh, a fellow named Nasruddin, who is a, um, a, a wise fool in the Hindu tradition. And Nasruddin is, it, we find Nasruddin uh, on the street under a lamppost, very uh, uh, 
uh, intensely searching for something, uh, very frustrated and, and very agitated. And his friend uh, is passing by and notices Nasruddin thrashing around in a very agitated state searching for something. And he asks Nasruddin, what are you looking for? And Nasruddin says, I, I lost my keys. I'm looking, I'm looking for my keys. And the friend said, well, where, where, did you, where did you lose them? Where do you think you lost them? And Nasruddin says, um, I, I lost them in the basement. And the friend says, well, then why aren't you looking in the basement and just searching for them here under the lamppost? Because it's, well, the light is better here. Okay. So we lost something. We're looking for something. We're searching for something. Um, and where do we look? Uh, we look in all the places that are easy, that seem to be lighted. Um, the last thing we want to do is to go down into the basement where it's dark. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to go there, uh, even though what we're searching for is there is in that dark place, in that shadow place, in that place where we don't really, we can't see very clearly, <laughs> where we may be confused. Um, so that is one way of interpreting the old woman saying, right straight ahead, go where you lost it. <laughs> Go where, you're, where you know you're going to find the answer. Don't go in all of the easy lighted places. Um, go right straight into the catastrophe. <laughs> go right straight into the dark, fearlessly. So that is, um, that is one way of entering the, the words of the, of the um, old lady who says, right straight ahead. Don't be afraid of going straight into the darkness. That's where you'll find the keys. <laughs> That's where you'll find the key to what you're looking for. The second story is one that I just kind of, I just remembered um, it's a personal story, um, and it, it concerns a, a teacher that I had for a few years who uh, teaches here in Pennsylvania, and he came to Owan to um, do a work, weekend workshop. He would come periodically to offer teachings here at Owan. And one weekend he came and as he was leaving to go back to uh, Bloomsburg where he lives, 
he realized he had lost his keys, lost the keys to his car and was searching, uh, again, pretty frantically uh, to find the keys. We looked in the Zendo, we looked in the residence place. He just couldn't find them and he was becoming agitated. And I offered to, um, to look with him, to, to search with him. And he said, no, 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 no. He said, I don't want you to help me. He said, I want you to pretend that I'm not here. He said, I want you to pretend I'm not here. Those, was, those were his words. And somehow I remembered those words because they seemed, they seemed to express a kind of inauthenticity that he did not want to be straight with me, <laughs> that he did not want to be totally honest and present with his own agitation with his own um, sense of confusion or the absence of control or the fact that he, he forgot or he, you know, somehow it wasn't, it seemed, didn't seem fitting for a Zen teacher <laughs> to lose his keys. <laughs> you know, like, forget that I'm here. Um, and you know, I couldn't forget he was there, but but it it was a it was an expression that really made me feel um, yeah that he wasn't that he wasn't being straight, and so this is another this is another way of interpreting what goes straight ahead might suggest because we often use that term uh, straightforward or honest, be honest, be forthright, be straight with me, be honest with me, be open with me. And so um, this is another way of coming to terms with what this old woman said. Go straight. Don't, don't, don't try to hide. Don't try to hide. Don't, don't, don't say something like, pretend I'm not here. That teacher didn't last for very long with me. <laughs> I mean, I learned a lot, but it, it was not, um, yeah, it, it was a turning point. Maybe it was a good decision. Uh, to say, no, <laughs> um, this, you know, this is not going straight ahead. And when you have a teacher, you want them to be straight with you. Um, and, and not, I mean, all people, not just, not just someone who pretends to be a teacher, but everyone in your life, you want them to be straight with you. So, our way, the way to Mount Wutai, the way to wisdom, the way to compassion, 
is being straight, being authentic, being direct and simple. So um, sometimes uh, we use the phrase in Zen, just as it is, which is a kind of an expression of wisdom that we can see clearly things just as they are directly facing it, facing it. That's where we often face the wall. No place to go, no place to hide, seeing directly into your true nature. But, you know, sometimes when you see, for example, on a, on a, on a tag and merchandise, it'll say, um, as is, <laughs> as is, which often means there's something wrong with it. <laughs> you know, you just, right? As is, uh, I don't know, there must be some defect here. <laughs> and of course, we, we live in that, in that delusion that there's something wrong with things. Um, and so we say, well, it has a chip or it has a tear or the color has faded. Uh, well, that's, that's as is, you know, it's not, it's not defective unless you compare it to some ideal. And many of you know the story that I've told about the tomato, the ideal tomato. And I rejected a tomato from a, a CSA because it had a scar on it. No, no. You can have that tomato because uh, it's, it's defective. And the woman just smiled at me. She said, this tomato is smiling at you because you can't see it for what it is. It's, it's this tomato and it's just as it is. There's no ideal tomato in this whole world. So um, one could say when the old woman says, right straight ahead, as is, as is, perfect, perfect as is, just this. And in some, on some level, we can't help but go straight ahead because every step that we take is just the step ahead of us, right? the path that we take may be curved, but each step along that path is straight. We step down straight onto the ground. So 
I also realized that when I sent the reminder for this uh, sitting session, the title was Go Straight Ahead. But when we read the koan, I mis misread it. What she actually says is right straight ahead. So already I was misinterpreting what she had said to mean go, go straight ahead. She didn't say go, she said right, right straight ahead. And now, right, I mean, I'm thinking right now. <laughs> I'm working with the koan right this minute, right in front of you, <laughs> because I just realized that I had mis misread it and had already assumed that what she meant was to move, to go, but I don't know. I think she meant don't go. <laughs> I think she, she didn't say go. She said, right, right straight ahead. Because in a sense, Mount Wutai is not there, it's here. There's no place to go. How do you know when you've reached Mount Wutai? You know, I mean, is there a point at which you say, now I've reached wisdom? Now I've reached liberation because I've reached the top of the mountain? How do you know that it's the top? Which step, <laughs> which step? is the top. So I think perhaps what she's saying is that there's no space between you and the mountain, the mountaintop. It's right, right straight ahead, right here. Right here. So when she sees the monks going, <laughs> as I was interpreting that, um, she says, they didn't need to take any steps, but there they go. <laughs> you know, there they go. They, they're searching for something that's right, right, right straight ahead. You know, it's right here. So we always think that there's some place we need to get to, that this tomato isn't enough. It has to be a better tomato. It has to be more wisdom. It has to be less pain. It's always something that isn't right here. And of course, culturally, you know, we, we're, we're educated to always want to think that that's the, what the grass is always greener or that there's some better place or there's some better person that I can become. 
Mm -mm. It's right here. Just be who you are. It's right straight ahead. You lost your keys. You lost your keys. You know? And you're frantic. That's, that's right straight ahead. Be with it. So our practice, we sometimes call our practice the way, the way of liberation. But the way, the way doesn't begin and it doesn't end because it's right here. It's the way of being right here, right now. We sometimes say Buddhist teachings or our lives are beginningless and endless. There's no starting point and there's no ending point. There's no top of the mountain. It's just this, always, just here, just now. So we have a way that doesn't take time. We, we live in a world where time doesn't flow. This present moment, time is not flowing. And we live in a world when we're practicing where space between us and wisdom, between us and compassion, there's no, it's a space that has no separation. Time which doesn't flow, space which doesn't have any separation between us and what we're looking for. Just be here now, as, as Ram Das says. Oh boy, sure, that's easy. <laughs> no, it's not. Not it's the hardest thing, it's the simplest thing. Right straight ahead, but it's the hardest thing. So that's why we act as old women. Get in touch with the old woman in you. Some of us, for some of us, it's easier. <laughs> we're actually there. <laughs> but, but each of us has that old woman in us who is saying, right straight ahead. 